I am so happy that you are a singer also, sir. Yes. Indeed, the, the Lord is using him to Amen. proclaim to us the fact that God gave up everything Amen. to rescue us from Amen. sin. Happy Sabbath, Rosa. Happy Sabbath. Are you happy to be in church? Yes. I am happy to be here. The time is not easy for no one anywhere. But Bellevue is going through a challenge. Three sisters in three weeks. Unprecedented prayer for us, brethren. But we know that God is in control. Yes. And where God is in control, we have one choice, to trust him. Yes. And when we trust him, he will lead us all the way. Yes. The Lord is coming soon. Yes. The hour is late. The world is in a state that is beyond description. And this last week's lesson and this week's lesson talks about a beast that is nondescript. It, it, it significantly reflects the happenings of the day. It is beyond words to describe what is happening and how people are bold in sin. There, there was a comedy on television a couple long time with a man called Drew and the theme song when they are introducing it have a line in it that says living in sin with a safety pin and you know what a safety pin is. No matter how you jar it, it's not going to slip out. It will stay pinned. And people are of the opinion that sin is something to be proud about. And when you, when you, when you, when you speak to people and they use their clever talk to defend the life of sin. But... but we know that, yes, God gives us the, the power of choice. Yes. But more people are choosing to serve the devil than to serve the life giver. Yes. More people are choosing to, to serve the one who takes life while you are in sin than the one who gives life when you are out of sin. We need to pray for our families. Amen. That's where we start, need to start praying first. Because our families are under serious attack. And the attack is going to come more frequent and more challenging. Not by the day now, but by the hour. And 
everything that will be shaken will be shaken. It's a spiritual law. As we live in this time of the end, every branch that you don't place under the protection of the Almighty God will be shaken, but will also be destroyed. So we need to place our entire affairs in the hands of the Almighty God. Soon and very soon, Christ will come. But before Christ comes, there will be a war. And the last time I presented this sermon, two things happened. I didn't get to record it, even though I thought I pressed the recording button. And I didn't do the scripture reading. So I pressed the button a long time. And I'm starting with the scripture reading. Acts chapter 16. The scripture reading coming to us points out the experience of the jailer. The jailer came in contact with men who met Christ. Men who what? Met Christ. You see, when, when a man meets Christ, he's a different person. Everywhere he goes, his influence, his what? His influence, cause others to have an experience, an experience that normally leads them to Jesus Christ. And so, when this jailer met God's servant, Paul and Silas, who were thrown in Roman jail. And let me tell you something about Roman jail. Roman jail at the time were beyond hogpen. Yes. It wasn't any place nice. And while there, you were under the threat of losing your life. But Paul and Silas had an experience with Jesus Christ. Anywhere God's servant are, they knew that God is with them. And so, their disposition was one of happiness. It was one of not saying, Lord, look how may I serve you. And you are allowing me to go through this. It was one where they knew that to suffer with Christ is gain. And so when we go through our challenges, our action, our response must be like that of Paul and Silas. But it's not going to happen on the first experience. It's going to happen when experience teach you that Christ is with you. And so Paul and Silas were joyful. They were singing. They were praying. They were witnessing. No doubt when the conversations came up, they quickly turned it to Jesus Christ. 
first Christ was their focus. Yes. And here is what happened. And they said, the Ethiopian jailer, when, they, when, when he thought to kill himself, because he thought all this, the prisoners had escaped, but not one moved. And I wonder why. Yes. When you know that, you would die. Yes. But the walls came down and you stood still. And there were not all Christians there. But they wanted the word. Yes. Amen. The, jail, the, the prisoners and the jailers saw beyond the prison walls yes. that here was an opportunity to interact with the men of God. Yes. Men who were telling them not about the riches of Rome, not about the ill conditions they were in, but men who were telling them about a Jesus who died that they might have not just life here, but abundant life in the future. Amen. They stuck around yes. and listened. Yes. That's right. And the jailer in the darkness couldn't see what happened. And so he purposed now, knowing that the penalty was death, maybe not just to himself, yes, sir. maybe to his family. Yes. He wanted to hurt himself. But Paul, a representative of the life giver, Amen. said unto him, Hurt not thyself, That's for we are all here. We are all here. And the question that he asked, What must I do in verse 30? What must I do to be what? To be saved. And the answer came in verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Full, not full stop. Comma. And thy house. So when you meet Christ, your first field of mission is not in the community, it is in your house. You can't meet Christ and keep it to yourself. You know, some house, in this house, it was the man that met Christ first. And, and, and because of the order of the society at the time, whatever he said goes he, he ordered his house like Abraham yes. after him. Amen. There were not Christians at the beginning. But he, when he got the message, Brother Clinton, and he went there, he ordered his house after him. And, and, and that is what I want us to recognize as Seventh-day Adventists. That we have a duty to our house, Amen. to our family, Amen. and we might not get like the man to say to the husband, You must come to church. Yes. But you can preach a sermon without a word being spoken Amen. in your house Amen. that will eventually bear fruit. Yes. 
either for or against. But you would have done your part. And so, if you used to be miserable and quarrel for everything, change. Great change. If, if you used to quarrel about cooking the food, great change. Because you are now different. And your holiness, your example, will bring forth fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord, in his wisdom, has placed the family as the building block of society. Yes. If Jamaica is a bad country now, and the people are hell-bent on destroying themselves and others, it is because the family has gone bad. If the community is in trouble, it is because the families within the community are in trouble. We have a duty as Seventh-day Adventist family to be a Liberia to the world. It is our strongest witness. And so the Lord in his wisdom appoints himself the head of every family. The Lord in his wisdom what? Appoints himself the head of every family. Now we can choose to follow the Lord and his leading or we can push him out of our family. And the Lord is respectful. He will not stay where he is not wanted. A lot of families in our communities and maybe in our church, God forbid, have pushed out God and have appointed in his place the devil to be the head of the family. When God made Adam and Eve, he appointed himself the head, followed by the parents, followed by the children and the other relatives. Members of the family can have God as their head, other members can choose to push him out as well. So collectively a family can push him out and individually we can push him out. But we pray that as Seventh-day Adventists we will see the merit of embracing God as the head of our families. God set up this family structure for a reason. For a very important reason. God set up the family as a vehicle through which we can make disciples for him. The household, our household, is to ensure that our children who are born within that household end up also being what? Christians. Listen to this. Family religion is a wonderful power. And I'm reading from the book The Adventist Home. 
the conduct of the husband toward the wife and the wife toward the husband may be sure that it will make the home life a preparation for entrance yes. right. in the family above. Right. Hearts that are filled with the love of Christ can never get far apart. Mm, that's true. Religion is love and a Christian home is one where love reigns and find expression in words and acts of thoughtful kindness yes. and gentle courtesy. Yes. Amen. Don't think you have a plan better than God's plan. The world, the new age people, they, they, they what you call the progressive thinkers are all thinking Satan's plan mm -hmm. and disregarding the plan of God. Yes. Thinking that they know more than the creator. Yes. A lot of people are flexing their own wisdom in the face of God and thinking that they have better ideas than the king of kings, than the lord of lords. But listen to this. Religion is needed in the home. Religion is needed where? In the home. Only this can prevent the grievous wrongs with so often embittered married life. Only where Christ reigns can there be deep, true, and selfish love. Yes? And the family is under attack for this very reason. Because a family correctly, correctly ordered by God will find themselves in the bird made new. Amen. And Satan doesn't want us to be saved. Right. And so he will attack the family. Yes. Just like how we attacked Adam and Eve in, in the Garden of Eden. He can attack us today. If we are not careful, he, he will attack the first school. And, and one of the means by which he is attacking God's ideal for the family today is by putting in new family concepts. I said this in Carlisle and I'm saying it here. You might not be able to determine the kind of family that you're born in. You're not able to determine that. But you can determine the one that you will build. Yes, and when you come of age, young people, choose to build a family after the order of God's pattern. A man takes a wife. Or a woman takes husband. Because women engage in man today. Going down on their knees and doing all that. But you must get married, then bear children. That's right. Under the pattern of God. Amen. That should be your ideal to be obedient to the will of God in every area of your life, but in more so in your family life. Amen. The New Age thinkers 
are, 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 are directed by Satan. There's no other way. There's two forces in this world, evil and good. Those who are ordered by good follow the will of the Lord. Those who are ordered by Satan have variations to the will of God. That's the will of the devil. Yes? And so they have families, gay families. Two men raising children. Two women raising children, going all over to, to get children. And the, 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 the boy don't know who to call mommy or who to call daddy. Because there's no, no mommy and there's no daddy. That, that's abomination to the will of God. Then, then you have the baby mother and baby father family. No commitment. If you are going to have family life that is ordered by Christ, there must be commitment. Commitment beyond words. Commitment to Jesus Christ and to each other. That's what God wants. Commitment that can bear stress and challenges and pain. Commitment that will not break when things go thin. Commitment through thick and thin. Commitment through problems and happiness. Commitment that is eternal because it was made to God. You cannot discord marriage. In my research for this this sermon, yes, sir. I came across the fact that in every area of married life, yes. science has proven that God's will is true. All right. Amen. If, it, if it is stress, married people have less stress. If it is financial problem, married people have less problem. You hear the world talking about uh, man said them not saggling themselves because um, they don't want to be tied down. Uh, you know the amount of problem those yeah. kind of life are living cause. The running around expose them to all kind of diseases. And even if they have one person to whom they they, with, that they live with because they are, don't have any commitment before God and man. They expose their other partner to all sorts of guanins. Yes. Hmm? And the disgrace. The woman can't walk with her head up. Because every second person she meets might be somebody that her partner is running around. Mm. Science proves that. God's way. Not that we needed science. But God's way is the best. Amen. Because He is God. Unfaithfulness. To the marital vow is another area in which the family is being attacked. Uh, sometimes, in a brother, I, I I don't like the fact that I'm an elder <laughs> because I hear some things. I was saying it to a colleague of mine that me not supposed to hear because me never knows that them there's something could have gone. <laughs> Yeah? Oh boy. That a man and his wife can be in bed and she's making a date with someone else. Mm. You see this thing here? I, uh, 
If the Lord is not directing how it is being used, you can use it to send yourself to hell. Then the, the brother confessed to me that he was there on his pillow and his wife was on the other one. And one man said to him, check what she doing. She was making a date with someone else in the marital bed. Now, that could never cross my mind. And when we hear it, it shocked me to the core. What kind of world are we living in? It's a world in which people are not faithful to their commitment. That if you are not careful, Exodus 20 and verse 14, don't mean nothing to you. The Lord is still saying, thou shalt not commit a Amen. That's his way. But not only that. In, in the, in the in the tenth commandment, the Lord says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbors anything. But he makes sure saying put, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. And God, God didn't say thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's husband. But that is implied in our presence. That's true. That's true. The context of today, in those days, women couldn't be bright enough. To go and approach a man. A man, man would do it. And so God said, don't do it. But he implied that the woman shouldn't do it either. But you, you know that the modern thinkers are, are stepping out boldly. Boldly. And they are making some requests. That if God is not on your side, yes. you will fall. Yes, sir. Right. True. True. And, and Seventh-day Adventist men, yes, sir. don't think you are immune oh, right. to the challenges that worldly women can pose. Yes. Especially in these last days. Just read in, this, in the spirit of prophecy. Something at the Jordan. Don't remember what it was. The first part. But there, there's a there's a section in the Spirit of Prophecy entitled Apostasy at the Jordan. Yes. And um, it was the women of Moab that Balaam told the king to use to entice the men of Israel. You think he's not going to use that today? When we are on the threshold of the spiritual promised land. And Satan uses the same technique. And the, the, the man walked through the midst. Even as the plague was descending on the children of Israel. He jumped like a bat. He walked through the middle of the congregation with his Moabite woman on his arm, straight into his tent, and, and he knew the consequence. He was an elder of the tribe of Israel. And Phineas had to draw his javelin 
And, and you might say, boy, that was rough. I mean, not telling anybody to do that. But Phineas took his javelin yes, and ran them through. Yes, and God stopped the play. Yes, you might not use javelin, but you must speak against evil in the church of God. You must speak against evil. The word of the Lord gives a caution to to us when we are facing challenges in our families. Yes. We got face challenges. Uh, and let me say this. It's because I couldn't find one for the man. But I'm in no way attacking the women of the church. But women are vulnerable in two points. One point is when things excite them. Yes, Just like when Satan amazed Eve. Right. with something that she didn't understand. He, he, he came with an, an explanation. And in that explanation, he tricked her. The other way in which women are vulnerable is when they are facing emotional challenges. And men know that. There are some men who are smooth talkers. They are the devil in hell. And they are sitting in church. Yes? Listen to this. Sister White, in the same book, Adventist Home, chapter, page 338, paragraph 1. When a woman relates her family troubles or complaints of her husband to another man, she violates her marriage vow. She dishonors her husband and breaks down the walls erected to preserve the sanctity of the marriage relation. She throws open, wide open the door and invites Satan to enter with his insidious temptations. This is just as Satan would have it. So if you're having problems, what should you do? Find the sisters that you can confident and talk to them. Talk to them. Because you might just talk to the smooth talking man. He come like Olivine. And he start call you. And he start listen to you. And before you know it, the devil and him and you are make family. Yes, challenges are there there are challenges in every home there are abuses everywhere but never should it be said that Adventist men are beating their wife the Lord will do you things that you can never recover from you will say a part of take you because God wants everyone to be saved. Yes. And if God can't talk to you for you to hear, he's going to put you on your back. Yes. Yes. Don't, don't, don't try, brethren, to disrespect God's will. If you want a life that is good, a life that is almost challenge-free, live according to God's will. Amen. Because even when the devil attack you, by God's grace, he will build a wall around your family. Yes. 
Live according to God's will. Yes. Don't emotionally abuse your wife. Don't sexually abuse your wife. Don't go out there and learn things from men who are unconverted and try to bring it into your Christian home. The world's practice cannot live in the Christian's home. Christian is different. Christian is different. Some men don't want to respect their wives. But listen what Sister White says. To married men, I am instructed to say, it is to your wives, the mothers of your children, that your respect and affection are due. Yes. To your, your wife, your attentions are to be given to them and your thoughts are to dwell upon plans for their happiness. Did you know that a lot of women are thinking that men love their friends more than them? I saw something this, this week and I, I, I was taken aback because I, I, this, the woman said that she is convinced that her partner is in love with his friends but only use her for pleasure. And I'm saying that should never cross the thought of a Seventh-day Adventist wife. You, you must honor your wife. I have been shown families where the husband and father has not preserved that reserve and that dignified godlike manhood which is befitting a follower of Christ. He has failed to perform the kind, tender, courteous acts due to his wife, whom he has promised before God and angels to love, respect, and honor while they both shall live. So if we are in need of help, God is able to help us. There's a failure in the families to exalt God as the head of the family to exalt his word as the supreme thought pattern in our homes Amen. but Deuteronomy chapter 6 well known text points out to us that God's word must reign supreme yes. in our house Amen. verse 4 says he hear O Israel the Lord our God is one God and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be where? In thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou what? Sittest down in thy house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou art, risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets where? Between thy hands. In other words, everywhere you go, the word of God should 
be in your home. Amen. It should be the standard that directs action. Another area in which we are having challenges in our family is unthankful children. Where were children? Are you growing them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord? But their eye is always out there in the world. You remember the prodigal son? Yes. And his brother. Yes, sir. They were both in church every Sabbath. But they loved the world. To this day, I don't know if the brother repented. But all he wanted was a party. Yes. He wanted a party. Even when the brother come back, he still wants one party. He said, me want one party and you not even give me one goat to go keep the party. What kind of thing is he thinking about the world? The younger brother took everything that belonged to him and moved out into the world. But I'll tell you something about the world. It's only the advertisement look good. When you go into the world, the ruler of the world wants to kill you in your sin. That's what Satan wants to do. When the prodigal son left home, he left home to live a life. But let me tell you this, when you're following Christ, you're not living down no life. You're living eternally. When you're following Christ, you don't lose anything. And Christ don't promise you fun. Christ promised you joy. Joy, eternal joy with him. I said to the young people, I said to the older ones too, because older ones looking out there, trying to find things. Trying to find things. Well, let me tell you this. You can never pay sin. Sin demands a price that you don't want to pay. It demands your life. Sin is a killer. Sin is a killer of substance. The young son lost all he had. The older brother didn't even know what he had. His father had to tell him, everything here is yours. Just like Christ is saying to us as we were people, when we fail to accept him, look, everything from here to eternity is yours. If you knew that, you would not be lost enough to the fleeting things of the world. Sin is a producer of spiritual famine. Sin will regulate you to the filth of the world. Pig pen. A Jew. In a pig pen. Bad but not so bad. A Jew eating pig food. In a pig pen. That's what sin can do to you. Recognize the value of the church. Recognize the value of a spiritual family. It will save you from many challenges that our people are experiencing today. A lot of people grew up in the church and nobody asks if they're meeting it out there in the world. They don't know if they're from Rasta or Muslim or how much tattoo for wear. And they don't know where left to bore. 
and they are being thrown to and fro by the devil and people trying to find what they had already but give it up for fun send to us brethren don't question God's way follow God's way you want a better example than Solomon who started out so good he asked God you know to give him wisdom to lead his people aright. He could have asked anything else. Yes. But he asked for wisdom. And you know where wisdom comes from? From the word of God. Amen. God gave him the word. And he gave him money with it. That Solomon's throne could have rescued Jamaica and run it for 50 years. His throne was covered in gold and overlaid with ivory. Mm. And, and the, 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 the weight of it if, if they had that today in Jamaica um, maybe the Prime Minister would tap you from work because um, you would need no taxes that's how rich Solomon was that what he was sitting on could run Jamaica for 50 years oh my hmm? but what did he do he lost after the world when he came to his senses, he said the whole everything is vanity and vexation of spirit. The whole duty of man, he said. Fear God and give glory unto him. Amen. Don't question God's way. The young people, Christ can deliver you from the indignity of eating with pigs and living with pigs. He can deliver you from the indignity of sin. And don't discount, even if you have gone far away from God, God wants you to come back. Amen. He wants you to come back. And that's a message that you need to bring to those who well, we know a lot of people and a lot of young persons who have left the church and are meeting it and are suffering. Tell them, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Tell them that God still think good thoughts towards them. Amen. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts to give you an expected end. Other translation says, thought to prosper you. Yes, Spiritually, physically, it doesn't matter if you are covered in head to toe with tattoo. God still wants you back. Amen. There could be 666. You know the first time I saw a man with 666 in him head. So lit it, a frightened till I nearly did. That a man could put six, six, six in a head, knowing what the Bible say about it. And I was there, and my friend talking to him, and me no one come out of the car at all. Because I know now 
That is the Lord meeting the devil. But me not tell you no lie. Me did free it. And when me hear the man talk, it's nothing but the devil talking. When him turn around his hand, skull and crossbone, every single devil Simba was on him. But did you know that if he turned, God can still save him from his sin. When you look on some of the young people today on social media and they're planning it in a prison, I, I heard a young girl talking that she's saving her money for her tattoo. It's planned and planning just like how they plan to buy food. They're planning to do these things. That if they put on all the devil's mark, God can still save them from their sins. I read an article in Adventist Review. And the first elder of a particular church in North America was a biker. You know, bike gangs are normally gangs that um, worship the devil and their symbols. Well, the time might come when the first elder were lost in Rosal might be a tattoo man too. Because God can save everyone. Say to our young people that you can't be too messed up that God can't rescue you. He can rescue you. The Lord has a plan for young and old. He has a plan to give us a future. God has an eternal life plan. God has a joy plan. That's right. But we must accept his plan. Yes. We must live according to his way. If we are being led astray by the principles of the devil, That's right. when someone reaches out to you and says, change your course, you must listen yes. to the will of God. Listen to the will of God. Satan has a plan to kill you. God has a plan to save you. Whose plan will you accept? Whose plan will you accept? I pray today that we will all accept the plan of God. He is the man with the eternal plan. We have no other hope 